Welcome, everybody. It's your host, Rick, and this is Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free, a podcast that I hope uh, will definitely help you out in life with some of the crap that we all got to go through. Um, please uh, do check out the show notes. You'll see some uh, great resources there, links to our guests. And please uh, check out the donation links if you can, or buy me a gosh darn coffee if you like. I'm happy to take it um and really do appreciate it helps keep the show alive uh like i say you can link up with our guests as well there so if you hear somebody on the show that you're interested in what they do or want to read their books or whatever uh, you can see the links uh, for them in the show notes as well if they've got some um and yes and please check out uh, on redbubble.com you just go redbubble.com and do a search for studio 17 designs um, that's studio and then the number 17 designs with a letter Z. Uh, they've got uh, some great funny and inspirational like birthday and holiday, Halloween, Christmas and stuff for dancers, I think, and movie and TV business folks, but just for everybody. Um, so great inspirational uh, sayings and slogans and funny stuff that, you know, you can throw onto a T-shirt or a hat or a mug and put it at your desk at work when you're having a crappy day and lift your spirits up. Um, but uh, please support them as well. Hopefully it can help you get through some of the crappy stuff that we all go through. And uh, now we're just continuing on with part two of the last podcast. So check out part one of this. So you know where we left off and what the hell we're talking about. Enjoy. So yeah, I believe that we all have that deep subconscious rooted beliefs that are at one point was serving us and are now self-sabotaging us because even if it's in our external reality it's our choice whether or not we believe that we are going to get sick from that so our mind is so powerful that we can actually prevent ourselves from being affected by certain substances that we consume if that belief is strong enough so whenever I tell people, well, yeah, I don't have celiac any, anymore. And I've had some people challenge me saying, that's not possible. Like doctors say you, once you have yeah. it, you have, it, you can't go back. Yeah. And I say, well, we as humans are always continuously doing the impossible, right? Look at the best yeah. example is the four minute mile, right? Mm -hmm. um, people are trying to do the four minute mile and they said it was impossible. And then someone did it. And now people are doing the three minute mile, the two minute and maybe we're going to get to the one minute mile, right. right? So it's until that one person does it and gets that out there that it creates that little spark in the mind of maybe it is possible. Maybe I can actually do this. Or maybe I don't have to get sick because my mom had breast cancer. My grandmother had breast cancer, meaning I'm going to have breast cancer, right? right. Yeah. Because we all have those genes in us it just depends on if we turn them on or off there you go yeah i was gonna say that that triggering of yeah that's such a, a big debate but um but you know that that's the thing i mean somebody you know might hear what you just say and say oh christ you know you can't trigger you know your cancer or not triggered or whatever you know okay well, you got the genes but um you know you're not triggering i mean the reality may be Okay, well, if an environmental thing can trigger those genes to to start, you know, doing whatever it is that they do, good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. um, then why can't the thoughts that you have in your head 
that make your body produce its own chemicals through your glands, just like when you're scared or just when you're like you're excited or whatever, those chemicals that your body makes like stress, you know, and the cortisol from that. Well, now that's chemicals that's released inside your body from your own body. And mm -hmm. those chemicals could be the thing that is triggering those genes that are already inside of you. So it's really is coming internally from your head. Okay. But it's not just a thought that's triggering those genes, but it's the thought that triggers your glands to make its own chemicals. And then those chemicals mm -hmm. trigger the genes, you know, I mean, that mm -hmm. seems plausible to me. Yeah, it's that emotional connection we have to our thoughts and beliefs. So when we have a thought enough times, that's what creates a belief. So if we have the thought of it is unsafe for me to be seen, this is, for example, one of the beliefs that I had to overcome when I first started my own business, that it is unsafe for me to be seen. So every time I was put in that position where I was seen, I would have that thought it is unsafe. It would send out those hormones and chemicals into my body that it is unsafe it put me in fight or flight mode. And therefore my body would say, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's get out. And I would retreat. My body would go into stress. Yeah. So again, it comes down to that emotional connection we have. And it brings us back to reliving an experience from our childhood that again, we may not even be consciously aware of, but that triggered that same feeling or thought or belief within us. So our reality right now is based off of that first initial blueprint, as yeah. I say, of what are the beliefs that we had and are the primary beliefs that usually comes down to is I'm unlovable, I am unworthy or not good enough, or I am alone. Mm -hmm. So if any of those are triggered through any of the experiences you have right now, and again, usually through digging work, you could find that out. Well, that was that was what can cause that physical manifestation of dis-ease in the body, the mind, the soul, whatever it may be on any of the levels, because you're constantly being triggered by that experience that has happened in the past. So before, sorry to interrupt, but if, before, no, it gets, okay. before it gets too confusing for anybody out there, <laughs> um, you know, for everybody, because the common thing everybody has is those are the beliefs that you just said, you know, I'm not worthy, mm -hmm. I'm not lovable, you know, negative things about yourself, whatever that is, you know, or I'm alone, mm -hmm. or I'm bad, or ugly, or whatever it is. So with, with, um, I just, uh, you know, they all don't have a theta healer around, they all don't have, well, they got the internet, because they're listening to this, but, you know, they all don't have the same resources. So for somebody who is hearing this and they believe those damn things too, right? They're not worthy of that, whatever the negative things are. And somebody says, you know, I, it would, I would be great if I did not believe those things. It would be great because maybe what Emily talked about would happen to me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so what would you say, you know, is sort of like, the first thing, I mean, if they couldn't do anything else, but one or two things, right? Mm -hmm. What, what would you tell people? Look, just do this. This is your, your best, you know, your best chance, you know, of changing those beliefs, you know, is this so, you know, just do affirmations every day or just do meditation every day, or just, I mean, I know you want to give the whole full gamut of what they should do in theta and meditation and all, all, all that but but just because i i know the super the harsh reality of, of many people um who who they just have it terribly shitty and they don't have anything else that they can do really um mm -hmm. so if they can only do one or two things you know to try and change those beliefs 
what, what would you say? I mean, what would you suggest put that way? Yeah. What I suggest is the exact same methods I do for my clients is one meditation. Meditation is so powerful because you can dip back into that theta brainwave state, allowing you to start that reprogramming process. Even just sitting in meditation allows you to tune out the external world of the knowns of what you're used to, of those fears, those traumas, allowing you to be in this space to create that new reality with those new beliefs. Um, sitting in meditation for, honestly, I've gotten to the point where I do it three times a day for 30 minutes every time now. Mm. But when I first started off, it would just be for 10 minutes and just sitting there. And it's not about clearing the mind, but just observing all of those thoughts that you may have suppressed or avoided or pushed aside in the attempt to not address them because they're so uncomfortable. I would just sit with them, become friends with those thoughts and identify, is this actually my current reality or is this from my past? And if it's from my past, the more and more you sit in meditation and visualize that new reality where maybe you're okay being seen, maybe that you are living a stress-free life or that you are completely physically healthy, then you start to reprogram your beliefs because you're also in that theta brainwave state. So that's yeah, so meditations. Time. Try meditation, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Plenty of things on, online for you to watch for meditation and how to do it. Okay. And honestly, the best way I have found to do it and the most success I've found with my clients is to sit with a blindfold with just by neural beats playing or even no music at all to again tune out as many of the five physical senses that keep you in the survival self and just be in the unknown. That's the best way I can suggest to do the meditation. Um, again, it is more challenging when you're first starting out. So see if you can progress to that space if you are just starting out. And the second thing I would say is to become friends with the four aspects of yourself. And this is something that I learned in Theta Healing that has changed my life so much in being able to consciously live and continuously reprogram even without being in that Theta brainwave state. Okay, what what are the so it doesn't sound too sciencey because you know no. <laughs> people get you know turned off by like oh hey, all these you know new age terms or whatever. No, I mean for people who might, but so the so meditate, become friends with these four aspects of yourself. So what are those four aspects and how do you become friends with them? We have the survival self, so that fight or flight mechanism in you, okay, and that's you. the one that holds those deep-rooted beliefs. We have the undercurrent self and the undercurrent self is the one that will continuously ask those questions of why am I not good enough? Why did this person not text me back? Maybe mm -hmm. I can't do this. All those overthinking questions that actually supports the survival self's bottom belief. Then the ego and the ego is the way you act out. A terrible thing that ego, that. isn't it, Emily? <laughs> Can you imagine how this world would be? I just said this. I just thought this the other day. If there were if human beings had no ego, can you imagine how wonderful this place would be <laughs> that Hitler didn't feel like a failed art student and had to do things he had to do that Mao Zedong didn't, you know, do the things he had to do <laughs> that we didn't do the things we did to our classmates in third grade because we wanted to be more popular or whatever. I mean, it's just unbelievable that ego. I hate that thing. Okay. Sorry. And number four is number four is the highest self. And this is a part of you that knows how to live its life free from fear, free from that trauma that can act and live through love. 
this is a part of you that is always there, but it's sometimes silenced by the three other aspects because they're all supporting the survival self. I got it. Sorry. So, can you, can you say the last one again? Um, yeah, I so, think I got lost in that. That's okay. The highest self is the one that allows higher self. Are you saying higher self? Highest. Highest self. The higher self, but why not go to the highest self? Right. Good idea. The one that is of our highest and greatest good. The one that leads us to, you know what? I want to help humanity. I want to live through love. I want to. Yay. Yay. That part of us, right? We always have that within us. It just, usually it is silence because the ego and the undercurrent are supporting the survival self. So the way you become friends with these is one, be able to acknowledge and identify what your deeper belief is. If it is, I'm unlovable, know that any of these experiences that do trigger you or allow you to become upset or anxious or scared, it's going to come back to that, right? So it's acknowledging that, you know what, that belief is there, but I'm no longer going to allow it to direct my life, right? In those moments where you feel scared, it's okay, how can I allow my survival self to feel safe? that little kid in you, because your survival self is that little kid between the ages of zero and seven that had those traumatic experiences, Mm -hmm. no matter how small we think it is right now for a little two-year-old having being born. Yeah. Yeah. It's traumatic, right? Yeah. The undercurrent isn't changing the question. So I do this with my clients in why am I so worthy of love instead of why did this person not like me? Why am I so worthy of being seen, right? Find the, find the positives, right? Yeah, because what the, the beautiful default of the mind is, it has to answer the question. So if I ask you a question, you have to, even if you don't say it out loud, your brain is trying to figure out the answer. It's trying to keep you in the know. So when we have these overthinking thoughts of I'm not good enough, or maybe this person doesn't like me, what happens is the brain says, yes, you're right for A, B, and C reasons. When you direct it to why am I so worthy, the brain says, well, now I have to answer this question. I'll give you A, B, and C reasons. So you're, again, you're slowly starting to direct your mind to that new reality you want. And it's super simple to do. Um, if you continuously it, do What it videos after. would people look for, you know, online about, you know, these four, you know, becoming friends with these four things? Uh, you can look at my Instagram page. Yeah, okay, great, great. Tell us that time to plug. Yourself. Um, because I do talk a lot about that. I even have my own rewired affirmations that people can use for themselves to purchase as well, because the power of your own voice is so much stronger than hearing me say, why am I so worthy? Right. right, right. It has to be your own voice. Um, so what's your Instagram? Instagram is M's underscore path. So E-M-S underscore P-A-T-H. Okay, cool. People can look there for that step. Is there in, in theta, uh, I mean, the, these four principles, I mean, these four things, as these four aspects, they are part of the theta uh, therapy or process, right? Yeah. Those and four always, things, okay. Yeah, and I like to empower other people to find that wisdom within, right? I don't want anybody to become dependent on me. We are our own healers, our own creators. So it's in knowing all of this so you guys can continue to do the work even outside of a theta healing session, right? And I, going back to the ego, the ego is in theta healing seen as just a tool. So the same thing as we have hammers and we have nails, it is a tool that the survival self uses to protect us. But that ego can also be used to support the highest self if we allow it to, mm, right? So when that's an interesting that, concept, yeah. 
Use it yeah, for good. So, exactly. We can use that for good. We don't have to act out of anger and rage. When you feel that coming up is identifying what is my ego's way of defending myself, right? Usually it's either procrastination, avoiding, it's like the, the fight or flight, right? How do we act out when we are afraid? And if we do, if we become aware of that, then now let's choose the path of love, which is the opposite. So if mine, for example, is retreating, whenever I feel triggered and my survival self feels unlovable, I want to just hide in my bed. I don't want to talk to anybody. I turn off my phone. And so it's in that reprogramming. I say, it's okay. It's safe. What's the opposite of the way the ego wants to act out? I reach out to friends. I go sit outside in the park. I don't allow myself to retreat back because then you're reinforcing to the survival self that, yep, I am unlovable. So, you know, for the practical way of applying this stuff in life, um, you know, and back to just trying to make it simple for people, when, when you do feel I'm not worthy, I'm not lovely, you feel those negative things and you jump into the bed or you uh, get that uh, tub of ice cream out or you take the, the, bo the bottle of beer or whatever it is the hell that you do right mm -hmm. um are there some you know suggestions you have of like how to remind yourself in that moment um you know okay here's a better thing that you can do right it's, it's sort of like uh, and i mean like physically because mentally we're fucked up at that moment right we, we mm -hmm. feel like shit we just want to lay in bed so it's sort of like you know if you're an overeater or an emotional eater or whatever it's like there's the you know there's a note on that tub of ice cream that says only when you love yourself or whatever you know that's like okay now i gotta it may or may not work but i'm just saying you know is there some strategies to sorry about the uh, siren everybody but that i can't control um you know is there are there some strategies of how people can remind themselves to do the other thing when they feel like doing the not healthy thing yeah so this is brings me back to the first step which is meditation right it's becoming more consciously aware of your programming who you are right the more we can become aware of who we are we're starting to break that trans-like state that we are stuck in through this habitual action of wake up, go to work, go home, eat dinner, go to bed. All right. And being stuck because this is yeah. about Emily helping everybody get unstuck. <laughs> go this for is it. how you get unstuck by sitting down. Right, you there stay go. there and you meditate. And even if it's uncomfortable, you stay and say, I'm breaking this pattern. I am freeing myself. So that's the first strategy. The second one is, like we said at the beginning, start to document these experiences. So when I first started off, I would still react out. I would still retreat in bed. I'd get angry at loved ones. And so what I do is I'd go and again, journal. This is why I have so many journals of, okay, how did I act out? What did my ego do? Right. And starting to create that list of my survival self's belief, my undercurrent self's questions, my ego's reactions, and then my highest self's direction, right. Or guidance. So then I would just start to document this every time. And then I'd say to myself, okay, next time this comes up, be aware of it. And the more and more you do this, you get into that practice of becoming aware of when yeah. these experiences come up, because at the beginning it's new, where it's almost like we're learning a new skill. Right, right, so yeah. if there's going to be a lot of times when you're going to still react out in the way of maybe you get into fights, maybe you do reach for that type of ice cream and it's a not beating yourself up for it by saying, okay, here's another lesson that I learned. 
right? The same way as if you're going to learn guitar, you're going to mess up a couple of times. I'm mm-hmm. trying to learn guitar right now. And I think I've gotten one note right. right. Yeah, in rep- the repetition. Yeah. So repetition helps uh, for mm-hmm. sure. So that you, yeah. So when you do feel that way uh, that you say, oh, now it's time to check myself. Maybe I should look at these four things, or maybe I should sit mm-hmm. here and journal and ask myself these questions. Now that's like a, g- a good suggestion right there about the journaling is just like, I, you know, if, you know, make creative name for like, you know, a journal book and you just sit that damn notebook on your table or whatever. And it's called like the, I don't know, my crappy time or whatever it is. And like, when you want to jump in the bed or you get the food or you, you know, are acting out or whatever, put, have that journal always sitting in some place where you can see it. So you see it and that journal is looking at you and it's saying my crappy time. And you're like, uh, I know I'm having a crappy time. I should open up the, that fucking thing and I should ask myself these questions and I should do this because I remember Emily talking about it. <laughs> so, okay, I'll do it. Sometimes you're going to be like, screw it. I'm not, I'm going to lay in bed for a little bit, but you know, you might feel guilty enough and get up and that book is calling mm. you say, okay, now I'll do these four steps, you know, or look at these areas or whatever it is that helps the person. And maybe they can learn from your website um, mm-hmm. and your Instagram and so on. Um, you know, that, you're you have an actual game plan you know sort of like if the plane is going to crash right uh, and it's going down fast there is a step-by-step thing that everybody should do to try and avoid death so Mm -hmm. if we can come up with our own strategies of like when i feel so crappy um or i feel i want to jump off the bridge um here are the things that i should do and that that absolutely has helped me in life in the past and that is you know, like on the desktop of my computer right now, I have a Word document that says daily. So I look at that thing daily. I can't say I'm 100% perfect about, but almost every day. And these are the things I should think about either be grateful for or whatever it is, you know, here's the things I should do each day on a daily basis in order to try and stay happy and not feel stuck. Right. Um, and then I have like another word document that I forget what it's called, but, um, that was called my feelings. And that one is whenever the hell I'm like raging or sad or pissed or whatever. I mean, it's a journal basically. Um, it's like, now's the time to dump into that thing. Right. So it's like, but I see those things every other day when things are okay or things are better. Right. So for all the listeners out there, if you, you know, it's like, if you know that fire extinguisher is there under your sink, because you see it every time you get some soap out, right. Then when you need then when the fire explodes, you know where to go to and what to do, at least you have chance and hope. And just actually having that chance and hope is helpful to thwart you know, the onset of some bad things. So if you've got a strategy of a notebook sitting there or whatever the heck the thing is, you know, or your favorite meditation video or Emily's website, that's got her, you know, great articles on there to read. It's like bookmark that thing. So, you know, you have a strategy and you have a chance to have a way out of a fucking shitty time. So by the way, Emily, what is your website that people can go and get some more information from? It is emspath.com. So E-M-S-P-A-T-H.com. Okay. I was trying to, at first I thought that must be like short for her name. And I thought, no, maybe this is actually like EMS, like, you know, emergency EMS and <laughs> medical services or I don't know. So I guess that is just from your name, right? That the EMS 
is for your name, correct? It's for my my name for Emily, as well as my first and last initials. And ah, okay, if you take with the S, it's an empath. Oh, all right. Well, okay, so wait a second. So then what is empath? Because that is one other thing you chatted about. Yeah, so an empath is a being that, or an empathetic person is a being that is very tuned into their more five spiritual senses. So the ones that we can't actually see anything but we know something's there or we can hear messages or for the most part is that we feel things we feel things that are unexplainable so if you've ever walked into a room and you can kind of sense that the energy is off or that a fight's just been going on that can be that you're a very empathetic person you can feel other people's emotions a lot and a lot of healers actually have this ability to allow them to empathize with somebody else um, but it's just another level of sensitivity in a way that again can be used for either good or can be <laughs> or <laughs> evil or, yeah. let's let's all, let's all become empaths and uh and use it for good that's all i can say yeah let's use it for good <laughs> okay so just to get back to like some regular person stuff um that everybody can use so i'm sure you've had some crappy relationships in your life right that you really just felt like this is driving me nuts and uh, you know maybe there were things that you felt you couldn't get out of or weren't ready to get mm -hmm. out of it, or it's a family member so you think well i can't get out of it so with other humans because we all have other humans uh, in uh, this world with us so whether it's at work or you know your partner or whoever the hell it is so for you personally, whether it's before or after your studying of these things, you know, that we're chatting about, um, mm -hmm. when you have just been like, this is a fucking nightmare, you know, this relationship, and it's not something that I can simply just say, oh, okay, well then, you know, whatever, I don't like this guy. So, okay, I'm just going to stop dating him or whatever. I, I mean, anything that you've experienced that was much more difficult than that. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to be too personal, but I'm just saying, even with the trauma that happened in the past, you know, mm -hmm. maybe that, you know, is, uh, you know, we all, like I say, we all have some wonderful and terrible shit with other people <laughs> that happens, but, uh, you know, even with maybe something like that, where it's like, well, I'm, you know, this is a relationship that is in my head that I need to get out of, or I need to change it, you know, because I've always, thought this or believed this or whatever um but mm -hmm. any 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 just to like okay if you're if you're stuck in a bad relationship regardless of what kind of relationship it is um mm -hmm. uh what to do it comes down because i have experienced some very narcissistic toxic relationships in the past and getting out of it I have realized that <clears throat> it still always comes down to us, right? We are pretty much the way I always tell my clients is that this is your world. We're just living in it, right? right. This is my world and everyone else is living in it. So everything that, or every person in your experience is there to teach you something about yourself. And when you can do that and detach, so the first thing would be know that it's always about you the first part is always about you so if you are upset at somebody it has nothing to do with that person it has to do with how it made you feel again most likely coming back to i am unworthy i am unlovable i am alone right so when you can yeah. become aware of 
what that deep-rooted belief is, again, asking yourself those questions of how is my ego wanting to act out? How is my undercurrent behaving? And what is my survival self feeling? It's in knowing that, okay, so this person is just showing me that I still have work to do on that belief. Right. So this is, I, this ties in with actually what I saw on your website, which is, um, you know, feeling like life is happening to me as opposed to for me. Um, mm-hmm. And if you feel that way, um, you know, and but you can realize, oh, okay, well, there is something that I can do about it, you know, or life is 90%, you know, 10% what happens, 90% what, you know, how you react to it, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. I think is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, every person in your experience is a teacher for you, right? And this is something that I have learned throughout my years as well as, especially those people that trigger you, that just frustrate you, that anger you, that have hurt you, they are your greatest teachers. They are showing you the parts of yourself that you have not healed yet, but are being called to heal right now. Because if you weren't bothered by them, then they wouldn't be well, they'd still be your teacher, but you wouldn't be bothered by them if you didn't have that belief within you that was still unhealed. Yeah. And I think, I mean, in the beginning, uh, I mean, yeah, I tried to, you know, change my mindset about certain either situations or people or past experience or whatever. And, you know, when, when, uh, whatever, when something comes up, um, if you just react to it, um, I have found it's really helpful if you have, once again, a fire extinguisher ready, you know, you have something, mm-hmm. even, even if it's like something that you literally say to yourself, you know, like, like, oh, here we go again. I don't know, whatever it is you want to mm-hmm. come up with, you know, that works for you, that when you like feel yourself super pissed off or get angered by somebody that you, that you like check yourself, you know, and you use that slogan that you came up with that you never forget that, Oh, here we go again. And now you run through the, you know, the, the checklist of three things in your head that you should do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, you have any suggestions on like, how do people remember, you know, in that time of, anger or in that moment of, you know, frustration in this relationship or when somebody pisses you the hell off again or whatever, um, how, how do you remember your advice of saying, oh, this person's a teacher to me and what can I learn or what, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. Do, oh, I have a whole box full of suggestions. I'm just saying, how, how do they, how do they remember to do what it is you're telling them they should do? So the simplest slogan that I could use, that I always use myself, my partner and I use it on each other. And this is also really good if you have somebody that can kind of help keep you accountable as you grow, mm-hmm. is we ask each other and I ask myself and internally is fear or love? That's mm-hmm. a simple question. Fear wow, that's love. a great one. That's a great one. And in every moment that I find myself, because I have a beautiful relationship right now, but there are still some moments where not that he did anything wrong, but that it triggered that bottom belief within me that I am unlovable, right? Right. In those moments, I want to, I catch myself saying, okay, I really want to say this one thing to you, but I'll stop myself and say, okay, fear or love. And every time it goes back to fear, I say, okay, so what's the opposite of that? okay, I'm going to go give him a hug. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go sit in meditation. Like you said, having that fire extinguisher, but 
allowing yourself to identify, okay, so if this is fear, let me go sit and mellow in this and understand why there is that fear, what this person triggered in me to feel this fear, want to act out to protect myself, right? right. Because now that survival self was feel there's a threat. So we feel fear. So the ego wants to act out in whatever way is going to pretend to keep us safe. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's something that I use all the time. It has helped so much with my growth and with my clients growth, because it's so simple. It's yeah. fear or love. And you can put this everywhere in your house. You can put it on your phone background. I have it on um, a bracelet actually. So whenever I'm uh, walking go. around, I'll just look down at, okay, fear or love. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So that, I mean, it's great having this, well, that's a, such a good suggestion because it does, once again, it's like having the fire extinguisher or the journal sitting there or whatever it is. And however you do it, um, it's a great suggestion. Come up with something that, you know, works for you, resonates for you. Um, that, you know, I just thought of my dog when I was a little kid I just, you know, it's like, if I had a book sitting around that had my dog's name on it, it's like, Every, maybe every time I got pissed off or down at the world or like angry about something, it's like, maybe I open up that book, you know, because I'm thinking good thoughts about like, you know, when you're a kid with your dog and everything is wonderful and great, right? Before you have mm -hmm. to go through so much more hell, but it's like, whatever works for each person out there who's listening, you know, think of something that's really in your core, you know, something that you really do believe in something that when you were really young and, and, and it was good experiences you know that you had I, albeit you know there's plenty of bad experiences when you're young too it's like think of something maybe positive something great something that that you know makes it seem like life was really worthwhile then and can help to remind you that it is now still worthwhile um, and that there is reasons to keep fighting and to try and get unstuck and to try new things like all the things that Emily's been talking about and to move on and to move forward. And sure, you're going to screw up sometimes and sure, you're not going to do it perfect. But if there's anything that can literally remind you on a daily basis, like the bracelet you're talking about or a photo of something from your past that you can stick up. I mean, lots of people do this mm -hmm. already anyway. It's why they got old photos up or they got something that makes them happy or good memories, you know, physically uh, around them. And if you can utilize that as something to remind you um, to go to these self-preservation and even self-improvement um, strategies, you know, when, the crap hits the fan in, in your daily life, then definitely it's a good idea to do it. Well, I got to say, uh, it was wonderful talking to you. And I think we'll end up making this a two-part podcast because there's so much good stuff in here. We'll break it up into two parts. So for anybody who didn't hear the first part, part one, just go back to where you, you found this on Spotify or on Apple, or wherever, and you'll have a part one there too. So you can listen to all the good stuff that Emily talked about. And I really appreciate having you on today. Uh, it was wonderful. I always just have people on cold. I've never talked to them before. I don't know anything about them besides taking a quick look at their website or something. And I'm, I'm never disappointed by like the wonderful, you know, experience that other people have. And they're just, 
you know, their desire to help out and, you know, to make everybody's life just a little bit better. And that goes for you, um, you know, in a big way. So thank you so much um, from everybody out there listening and from myself personally to you to today, Emily, for sharing all that you have. And for everybody else out there, uh, please tune in again. And uh, you have a podcast as well, Emily. So uh, everybody should check out your podcast, which is Awaken the Wisdom Podcast. Okay. Any particular place they can find it or just any podcast? Uh, uh, Spotify and iTunes. Okay. And once again, the title and your name, so they can search oh. it all. Yeah. So it's Awaken the Wisdom Podcast with Emily Miota. There we go. Uh, how do you spell that last name? If you care to spell it, up to you. M-I-O-T-T-O. Okay. So you can, you know, just Google that and you'll find all of her great stuff, her Instagram, her website and the podcast. So, all right. Thank you everybody for tuning in and thank you to you, Emily. And I wish everybody out there have a great day, get unstuck, go out there and do something that really makes you happy because it's all really short, right? Emily, we've got a short time here and who knows yes. what's coming next, right? Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a great day, Emily. And we'll talk to you all next time. Take care.